You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. talking with Lydia Menzies. She's an influencer who shares recipes, tablescapes, and more for easy, entertaining, and daily life. And she's even started the Supper Club and the What's for Dinner Club, where members get exclusive weekly recipes and tips. It's seriously genius. But before we talk, I wanted to share the New England Coastal Creative Conference with you, because I think it's a great resource for any creative business or influencer. And I myself am attending, hosting a panel, and as a mentor. It's September 28th through 29th at the Winnetou Oceanside Resort on Martha's Vineyard. It's a networking conference dedicated to creatives working in and around the New England coastal community, but you don't have to be there. I'm in Pennsylvania, and I know people from the South as well attending. The two-day conference is filled with panels, speakers, pop-ups, conversations, industry experts, mentors, and friends, as well as some delicious food and cocktails. Check out necoastalcreative.com for tickets and more information. And please join me. I'd love to meet you. All right. So why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? Hi, Patricia. I am Lydia Menzies, and I live in Athens, Georgia. And I have a website that's lydiamenzies.com. And within that website, I run a supper club, which is a community that is geared about around hosting and entertaining. And then we also do a lot of recipes and meals and things that are easy to to create so that you can enjoy family meals as well as feel like you can host for a group of your friends and family. So we can touch it all and enjoy it and um, have a really great group together. So I love the community aspect of it. It's really fun. Oh my gosh. And you are the hostess with the mostest. Like I always love when you post something on Instagram, like your tablescapes and recipes, anything like that. I, I love to see that. Thank you. It's fun. <laughs> so now tell me a little bit about growing up. Are you from Georgia originally? Um, were you always sort of creating and making things or what, what was like growing up? So I am from Georgia, and I grew up right in the middle of Georgia in a tiny town called Thomaston. And growing up, my mom probably, we always joke that my parents created like this perfect childhood of, we laugh, we're like, it was like growing up with um, Leave it to Beaver, like that whole 1950s kind of vibe. Yeah. (laughs) But we loved it. It was so fun. My mom is very creative, and my dad is actually creative too. She... um, my mom always got into all the holidays and birthdays and just made everything beautiful around our house always. She's very um, organized and very type A and all of that. So things were always just so. And my dad is a lot of, he has a business side to him, but he has a creative side that he also um, has been a great example for me with like creative thinking and problem solving. And, um, but yes, as a kid, I, I just love, I loved, I always, I had like a, um, uh, what do you call it? An imaginary friend. Named, okay. Her name was Trisha. 
Just so you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had my sister was uh, five is five years ahead of me, and so I was always playing by myself. If it you know if I didn't have friends over, and so I always created sort of a of my own little world, I guess, of playing. And I had this little friend named Trisha that would play with me until I grew out of it, and um, it was just funny. My, it was my own little um, creative world. I was always pretending and doing things, but. Um, Yes, my. I, it's funny when you look back and realize the things that were creative and you didn't really realize that that that, that was your creativity that was. Yeah. Popular. But um, I used to do a lot of poems that were funny for my friends and for my like my parents would ask me to write them. My teachers would ask me to write them if someone was going to retire or if there was, somebody had a birthday. I would do these rhyming poems that was that were about their lives and. Um, I also loved calligraphy. Uh, that was something that no one did. And I can remember as a high school student um, having to fill out all of the certificates for some of my teachers for like honors day because I could write in calligraphy. So I think I was always drawn to a lot of of um, artistic or creative, you know, things that maybe I didn't realize that was yeah. what was emerging. I, I took a, a class in high school that really... Um, it was all about famous artists and composers, and I loved it so much. I had the best time, and uh, they offered it again the following year, and I was the only one that signed up for it. So oh <laughs> all my other friends were like, we don't really want to learn about all of that, and um, <laughs> I loved it. So, you know, yes, I have always had a little creative slant and just have watched it kind of emerge in different ways as I grow up. <laughs> I think that's so funny. A lot of people that I interview, you know, most of them are business owners and entrepreneurs. So they have a creative side and looking back, they're always like, yeah, I guess looking back, I have always been creative or have always been entrepreneurial. So it's fun to reflect upon that. Yes. It's very funny to look back and realize all the little points that come together and start <laughs> creating the, you know, who you are as you. And I think we keep on evolving into who we are. So it's kind of neat to watch the whole process. Definitely. And I love your friend, Trisha. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So now where and what did you end up studying? Did you go to college and where was that? And what did you end up studying if so? I went to Auburn University and um, I studied, I actually, it's funny you should ask, that was an, that's probably another pointer that I should have realized my creativity, but I started out, I wanted to be in business okay. and then I wanted to do interior design and then I wanted to do marketing and advertising. Um, and then I had a phone call from a lady in my hometown and I used to babysit for everybody in town. And so this lady who owned a children's, um, like a, an, a preschool, but it was education-based. Okay. Um, she called and said, I'm going to be retiring soon. And I wanted to ask if you would be interested in taking it over when you graduate. And so I thought that sounded like a great idea. So I was like, well, do I need business or do I need early childhood education or what? And so I ended up doing early childhood education um, and thought I would just graduate and go right into owning this this school. And, um, and it turned out that I was like, you know, I always wanted to, to do something with kids, but I kind of want to be a pediatrician too. So I, <laughs> I went down the, um, doctor route for a minute also. So I, it's just funny. I, I, that is, that is me in a nutshell. I love so many different things and I had a hard time deciding in college, which one to finally land on. And mm -hmm. so, 
Um, I shadowed a doctor. I did all sorts of things and I don't know, I had a great time with it. But then I went to Nantucket in college and worked and realized that I really didn't want to go to med school and I didn't want to spend all those years. There was too much life to enjoy and things to see. It just really changed my perspective on how to live your life well and how to really make the most of of everything. And so um, that's when I decided I would just I was just going to just graduate with my early childhood education degree and figure it out from there. And so I I did. I graduated and um, immediately applied to work in like overseas. I went to England and did a a little um, student teaching stint over there for a little while. And then I tried to go to Japan, but I didn't have enough um, years experience. I just, I couldn't get enough of seeing the, seeing the world and wanting to kind of learn everything and know about different places and cultures. And so um, I spent about two years traveling around and living in different places. And then my parents said, it's time for you to get a job, a real job. <laughs> and so I did. And I taught second grade for five years. And then um, after that, and when I taught school, I really, I loved it. I, I didn't think I would like it. And so it was, it was funny to me that I, how much I enjoyed it. But again, it went right back to the creativity. I would teach with themes, like I had a thematic um, way of teaching every single, every like six weeks, we would change themes. And so I would change my entire classroom to match the theme and it was just, it was just so much fun. I really enjoyed it. It was like I decorated my room to fit and make it feel like you were walking, like we did a rainforest. So I made it feel like you were walking into the rainforest, just things like that. So it was really fun and very, um, it definitely brought in all the different creative aspects. And so um, I then decided to, to have a private tutoring company. And I did that for about four and a half or five years. And then I had my daughter and then I had my son. And so I, I was a stay-at-home mom with them. And I still I still am. They are getting older and um, it's not quite as hands-on, but it's very busy because they are teenagers. But um, that's, that's been the trajectory that has, it has taken. So it's been an interesting mix. Definitely. Well, I feel like teachers, though, are so creative. Like, I know any of my friends that are teachers, they go all out decorating their classrooms and like their bulletin boards and all of that. So I think that definitely plays into the creativity a little still. Yes. And it makes it really fun. Like the whole point was to always inspire the kids when they walked in to just, you know, be excited that they were there rather than just like, oh, I have to go to school. So they really loved it. And it was it was great. It was great for um, for several years, and I I always thought I would miss it, and um, I do. And but at the same time, it, I'm able to still. I'm, as soon as you have kids, you become a teacher again, anyway. So <laughs> it just all led into the same. I was really thankful for that degree I had after I had my own kids because they that was helpful with you know raising children. So it's been good. Yeah. So now, when and why did you decide to start your blog and website then? My website started because I, my well, my friends would always say, will you please write a book? Mm. Will you please, like, we wish we knew the things you knew as far as um, a lot of it had to do with all of the creative children activities, kids activities that I would do and the like the, you know, when your kids are little and everybody wants to make sure that they are, you know, getting all the things they need to help them, you know, just do 
do well. And yeah. I, don't like, I don't mean like the. Like, like flourish. Like, yeah. yeah. Not paper and pencil kind of things. It was more like creating and building and making and lots of hands-on activities that I did with mine. And my friends would always say, you know, we were making, we were cooking with the kids. My kids have cooked since they or you know, made food since they were able to sit up and stir. Oh my gosh. So they're ahead of me then. <laughs> <laughs> They've always, I've always included them in all the little things. I mean, we would take large boxes and create little things out of it that they could go in and play in and just little things like that, that my friends always would ask, will you please write it all down, put it in a book and um, teach us. And then I started hosting parties for helping them host parties and hosting parties for my kids. And it just, they just kept on, please, please write a book. And so um, I didn't have time or really know how to write a a book. And so I decided to start a, a website and I Thought it would be more along the educational lines of mm-hmm. of it, but it ended up that everyone really loved the parties and they loved the creative themes that I would do. And so that side of it really kind of became what it was known for. It's the, it was the party wagon and um, it was dedicated to children's party ideas. And it really, that, oh, that just inspired an, an entire different thing that I never really saw coming, but I ended up hosting other people on my website. Like I would let people submit their parties and then I would share them. And um, it just took off really fast and I wasn't expecting it. I didn't, I didn't, wasn't prepared for that either. And I knew my focus was going to be on my kids. And so I had to slow that down a little and kind of take a break because of my desire to really to just be the mom that I wanted to be to my kids. So um, I actually, I stopped it for about five years oh, wow. and um, I put it, I put it, I put it on the shelf a little bit and let it, it actually ran itself because of the power of things like Pinterest and Google and all of that. But it just, it, it, I think I just started at a good time that Pinterest was just getting started and it was being, the, the images were being pinned over and over. And so my website was just going and I, and I had, I optimized it and um, did all the things before I closed it. Um, I didn't close it, but before I stopped actively blogging every day. And um, so I did all of that and let it, let it hang out and do its thing. And then um, restarted about two years ago, just kind of, kind of getting back at easing back into it a little bit. And um, I've, I've loved it. I've taken it in some different directions and, the whole time that I was not actively blogging, I was learning. I was keeping up with what the bloggers were doing and what was happening because it was it was very much like a Wild West situation. And when I was starting it, it was the corporations were just starting to realize that, hey, there's something here with these bloggers and they could, you know, we could hire them instead of having to hire full time marketing and advertisers and all of that. So that was all getting figured out. The money was just, it was just becoming monetized and advertising was just beginning on blogs with like Mediavine and all the heavy, heavy hitters with the ads. And so it, it was, um, it was great for me to stay in it, but I was watching from the sidelines and learning the whole time rather than participating. So that's kind of how I, how I decided to go in the different directions that I've taken it. Okay. So that's really interesting. I've never heard anyone do that. And 
honestly had success with just not doing new content for a little bit. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, Thank so, you. <laughs> so I guess you recently took it to the next level then um, and started up again. So right. what were some of the reasons behind that? And like, what were some of the steps? Like what's different now than when you started years ago? Well, there is a lot that's different. Um, everything, as you know, with anything that has to do with technology is ever changing mm-hmm. and evolving. And so um, it, it was just a lot quieter if there weren't as many people. And okay. then there, since then, there's been a, a crop of new, um, like it became uh, something you could major in in high school and things like that. And at the time when I started, it was literally just basically moms <laughs> um, who were enjoying having somewhere, some outlet that was connecting us to other people who had similar, you know, interests. And so, um, so I, you know, it's, I, I could go on forever about all the things that have changed, but um, every, literally everything from it's it's improved so much. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. The the plugins that you can add to your site, the um, the advances are just wild. And then of course, all of the benefits of social media. When I first started, we really used Facebook to be the main. It was the only one really mm-hmm. that was out there. And then Pinterest was being developed and became an an extremely valuable part of it. So every day was Facebook and Pinterest and you didn't have to do all of the other (laughs) parts of it. And so, you know, my Facebook was my main connection to everyone. And it was, it was great because you knew exactly where to go for every, everybody that you wanted to reach. You could reach them. They, they didn't have those stops in place to, you know, you could really engage and actually get to know the people. It was, it's amazing. The people that I met, um, I also, I was part of a um, Martha Stewart group that was really just, it was probably the most incredible and beneficial group that I, that I was a part of in the beginning and that has dissolved, but it really taught me a lot about connecting with others and collaborating and Mm -hmm. how to kind of go at it together rather than everybody trying to fight each other. Um, It, it just opened my eyes to to how nice it is to work together with people. So I was really very proud to be able to, to be part of that group because it lasted long enough for those of us who got in it to um, really reap some benefits. And then um, it, it wasn't, you couldn't sus- really sustain it because it was, it grew and grew. And um, anyway, it needed to be a paid, real, it needed to be a paid thing, to be honest. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was not, you didn't have to pay, you just were invited to join it. And um it was amazing. It was the opportunities, the connections, the networks. It was just an incredible, an incredible experience to be part of that in the very beginning, especially not knowing anything about really what I was doing. So. <laughs> well, no, you don't give yourself enough credit. I listened to you on um, the Southern Seas little member <laughs> video thing the other day, and you are a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> well, thank you. And it, it has so much to do with just really being in it from you know, it, I certainly wasn't in the beginning of blogging. It, it had already gotten going, but I was, you know, it, it definitely, I'd say, was early to middle. And it was, um, it's just eye-opening to watch it. And you just have a greater understanding. And 
And when I jumped back in, I thought, this is so weird. It feels like everybody took the same class and everybody's saying the same thing. And all of a sudden I realized they really had, like they're yeah. teaching it, they're teaching it as a class. And I mean, we were, we were figuring it all out together. The, you know, blogger friends were, I mean, I had this blogging friend world and then I had all my real, and they, they know when my real life friends were just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Isn't that funny? I always joke to Will. I'm like, I have my like internet friends who like some of them I've never met in person, but you know, we DM or text all the time and they're sometimes I have more in common even with them than my, you know, quote unquote real life friends, but it's <laughs> really funny. Yes, it is funny. And now they're like, oh, because because during COVID, everyone hopped on <laughs> Instagram and they're like, oh, this is what you've been doing all these times. <laughs> Definitely. So obviously there's been all these improvements and advancements um, in the blogging and social media world. And when you came back in, you kind of upped your game and were doing some new things. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like, obviously you added your supper club, anything else? Like what, what's different now for your blog and website personally and your brand um, that's different or unique that people listening can check out on your, your site? Yes. So my blog is completely, um, it is completely different to be honest. And I, it is, and it is still, I'm working on it. Actually, I have rewritten the entire, I call it my graphic design, but it's all on paper because I don't do actual graphic design. My graphic designer will know what it all means, but I just redid everything and I'm going to, um, sort of update everything in the next few months. But I, started out as a, just an, a blog and you could just go on it, get ideas, inspiration for parties, recipes, and all of that. And so then what I did was I created a community and it's the supper club that we were talking about and they can join it if they would like. And then they have access to all of the perks that come along and it's, we do private cooking classes or we do, um, styling classes or it's it's just a variety every month I try to bring something or a, a, a guest speaker cool. different activities that everybody can enjoy every month and then also each week I send out recipes that they can use for like meal planning so that it makes life easy if you're trying to get food on the table for your family and like I said in the beginning you can also they, a lot of these recipes I use when I entertain. And so I, I try to keep it simple. And I think people don't realize that. I, that's what I love showing is that I don't, I, I don't reinvent the wheel every time I'm trying to make a meal. I, mm-hmm. I really do try to keep it super simple. And my husband is a cook and he, oh. I mean, he, he is the cook and he cooks more often than I do actually okay. at home. I do all the baking <laughs> and he does all of the cooking. And so, um, I mean, and I, he's not a chef by trade or anything. Mm-hmm. He just loves, he just loves it and he enjoys cooking. So, um, he likes So does to- he help you come up with some of the recipes then? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. I need to pull Will in for that because he he's the cook with us too. Like I'm the sous chef that just like chops the vegetables, all of that. But that is genius. That's that's so fun that, you know, he kind of helps you out then in that yeah. that aspect with a little bit of some recipes and I guess his opinion tasting things. Yes, he has he does have a lot of opinions and so <laughs> especially when it comes to food, he, he likes to eat and he um he grew up with an Italian mom who was really great oh. um, chef uh, herself, and you know I just mean like a home chef. And his grandparents, um, his grandfather, 
is Italian, was Italian. And so he has a lot of that, um, in him and that's, it's nice. I mean, it's, it's, we get a lot of really great food, but we literally, my kids will go to restaurants and they'll say, Oh, it doesn't taste like yours, dad. Like it's funny. (laughs) That's amazing. So yeah. So I, um, you know, we just have this built in system where he's making the food and I'm taking the photos and, um, you know, writing down the recipes. And that's probably one of the hardest parts is to actually get the measurements out of him. He's one of those that just whatever feels right sort of thing. It it, it gauges it. And, um, he's, he's like the perfect iron chef, but, um, yeah. So I have to, you know, really try hard to get him to measure something. Um, that's so cool. So now with the supper club, how many people are part of it? Like, is it really intimate or is it large? And then tell me some of the guests that you've had on. So, you know, when I first imagined it, I thought it would be about 20, 25 people and it's ended up being around 50 and it has wow. been so fun. And I have just absolutely loved, I love, I just love getting to know people. And a lot of times, you know, when you first do something, your friends jump in with you and, you know, they support you. And so I've had a lot of my friends hop in it. Um, and then I, but what was, what's been really interesting too, is to see the people who I've gotten to know that I don't, I didn't know in real life at first. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so that has been a really big part that I've enjoyed and just getting to find out what they want and what they like and, and sort of why they're, why they're here. Like, what would you like to, to get to know and do and see? But, um, so we, you know, in the beginning, I started out with a lot because we were still, everyone was still very much stuck at home. And so it was nice to have a lot to do. And so I tried to do something every two weeks to every week. Wow. Um, and then as, as the world opened back up, we've, we've gone to like twice a month to one time a month, depending kind of what's happening. And we've had, we've had, um, so many wonderful people. Um, Brian Hart Hoffman came for Valentine's Day. And when I say he, oh. he, he presented for, um, on, it's all been Zoom, of course. Yeah. And so we, he presented for Valentine's Day and taught us how to make lava cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had a, a chef in Nantucket. He did a private cooking class for us from the Beat restaurant. He and, um, he and a friend own that. Uh, her name is Amy. And they invited us in and let us come into their kitchen. And then they taught us, you know, to how to make a really quick and easy meal that um, they use all these great fresh ingredients. And so Mm -hmm. anyway, they um, gave us some tips and we have had Parker Kennedy Living has done tips on styling. And then what I really love, I I mean, I could, I could go on and on with the um, people we've, we've, we've had, we had Laura Lee Lewis. We've had um, Giddy Papery, of course, Leslie. Yeah. Um, She, she does. She's so wonderful with it. We've had um, in the Curious Kitchen do cocktails. So we've just tried to have as many people as we can just to participate and um, sort of bring That's so fun. That's the part that's the community so that it's not just a, you know. Which is so smart. Like that's where everything's sort of going and everyone talks about, you know, cultivating your community and making people feel like they're part of something. So I think that's genius that you added that. Um, So how did you spread the word? You talked about like Pinterest has been really um, important for you. Anything else? Like how have you been recruiting people or getting readers or supper club members? Um, what have been some of your tools? 
So I will say that this is, I am the worst at marketing myself. I could market <laughs> you all day long, but when it comes to, to I always feel like I'm bragging or like, I don't know, yeah. it's the weirdest, most awkward thing to me. So um, I will say that who has been really helpful for me is Sally Holder. She sort of has, she put it into perspective with um, the marketing side when you're promoting yourself and how to do it. And so I've taken all of her advice that she has given me and I have learned how to make it my own, to do it my own way. That's, that's going to be able to, um, that's going to be able to have some longevity to it and some consistency because, you know, Sally's um, personality is to just like, go, 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 do it, do it, do it. And my personality is a lot um, more subdued with, Hey, here's what I'm doing. So, <laughs> so I've had to figure out how to how to make it work for myself, and um, I've taken a couple of classes on the best ways to to promote and to do all of that. As I've you know, as I've gone, and everybody has a different way. So I think what I've learned is that I have to take what I've done, use my use the the material that I have, the facts, the yeah. things that you you know, the things you can prove that you've done and that you've seen in your work and all of that, and then you add in that what suits your personality. So for me, I used, of course, um, Instagram and, um, I use that mostly to promote, I use my Facebook page, um, and Facebook is so iffy right now, but it, it actually does well. It's weird. I don't know. Um, and then Pinterest and email newsletters. Um, I try to just invite people in as often as I can uh, to see and experience some of it just by by being around, I guess, in my social media outlet. I don't really have anything in particular that is is probably different, but I think what makes it different is the is the way you present yourself. And I really think that the key is finding what works for that person rather than trying to make those standardized ways fit every every type. Because oh, exactly, it is it is a different world when you. Um, when you realize like how, how it comes, you'll, you just come across more authentically when you do find the way that suits your personality. So. Yeah. And you know, someone could read the same book as their neighbor or go to the same conference and everyone takes something out of it different and interprets it different. So Mm -hmm. I love consuming knowledge, but I think, you know, making it your own and how you're going to use it and interpret it is definitely important. Yes. And I will also say, you know, the Southern Sea that, I mean, that is a phenomenal way of making sure that you're reaching people that are sort of in your arena and your orbit of um, your genre, your niche, all of the things. But um, I think that's been a spectacular help for my, um, for my, my, my reach for being able to, to get to the people that I would like to talk to. Definitely. Now, what's something that you're really proud of with your business? Um, what What do you love most about it? You know, that's that's an interesting question because I'm really just so proud of it. Period, and it's so funny. I'm just so proud of the fact that I I did it, <laughs> and um, that I didn't really know anything about it. I jumped into it. I've learned every bit of it. It's just all been self taught. I've been lucky to have some to be able to figure out who really the great teachers are and to be able to surround myself and sort of gravitate. I I can figure out who to gravitate toward to learn from, which I think is really a key part of it because there are so many people teaching all the different things. And (laughs) if you can really find somebody that you 
find to be, um, you know, you just really want to cut through all the noise and find somebody that's really um, good at, at reaching you. And you, do, you, you might hit a few that along the way that are not, you know, you realize quickly, okay, that's not really my style of learning or whatever. So you go on to someone else. But um, I think that's just been such a, I don't know, it's been such a gift to be able to learn from other people and to just push it forward. Um, yeah. And what was the rest of that question? I feel like I forgot part of that. Did you have more? I think you summed it up of, you know, what you're proud of and what you love about the business. Oh, right. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just really proud of myself for doing it. I'm proud of myself for seeing that I needed to pull back from it and focus on what was most important and that I had the courage to kind of do that. I'm really, I'm really happy. I'm so happy because you never know. I mean, you, yeah. it could have been flat and it just would have been over, but I'm just really proud of myself for figuring out how to maintain it and, um, and keep my focus where I wanted it, wanted it to be for my family while my kids are younger and growing up. So I think that's probably what I'm the proudest of is being able to, to figure out how to manage it for us, for our mm-hmm. family. Now, where do you get inspiration or who inspires you? Like when you're coming up with a new recipe or setting a table or planning a party or maybe just for business in general, it sounds like your mom was pretty inspirational. Yes, <laughs> yeah, my mom gave me like the greatest start. Everything was always just really well done. And um, and it wasn't like, it, it, I don't mean it had to be like extremely ex- extravagant. It was just the details. And, um, you know, at Christmas, every single window had had uh, greenery on it with, with ribbons and, you know, all of that. I grew up seeing that. And my parents have always celebrated us well, like with birthdays, and I don't mean again extravagant gifts and all of that. They just have always put the emphasis on the person and and like celebrating, you know, how happy they are to have that person around. And it was, I mean, our extended families have always celebrated birthdays well, and so I think I just learned a lot from that. But um, every day, I mean, my my grand, it's I feel like everything influences me some way, whether it's in a good way or whether it's one of those things that's like, yeah, well, I know I don't want to do that. So it's like everything I come across has some sort of influence, but um, certainly my mom, my dad, he taught me about photography and um, just really like paying attention to details with it. And, And he's a, he's a, he's so thoughtful and, um, I've watched him be able to, to manage, being thoughtful and being business oriented at the same time, which is important to me to not let like, you know, to keep the kindness going kind of, even though, um, you know, even though sometimes that world is not always easy, you have to, you know, so I, I've learned from him, like how to be creative with that. Um, again, the teacher that I mentioned was amazing, but just traveling, I think, and, and it doesn't have to be far. It can be anywhere, but anywhere new that you visit, it, it just always, I think you bring something back from it. I think that you, um, I think you're just a, a lot of parts of everywhere you go and everything you do. I think you bring something back to with you and it becomes, you know, something new to new and you end up incorporating it into your life in some way. So I, you know, I, I know that, um, I would, you know, Nantucket was certainly one of the biggest inspirations to me as a young kid to, um, to just see all of the different, um, 
just like the beauty of it inspired me, but also the quaintness and the charm and the history and all of that. So I think I really enjoy things that have a lot of aspects to them and not just one dimensional. Definitely. So you've worked with a lot of amazing brands already, but who would be your dream collab? <laughs> that one's always so hard to me. I, I wish I could, um, you know, I just, I, I think, I think I would absolutely love to work with Darcy Miller. Um, I met Darcy at um, the Southern Sea once, and I just have always loved the flair that she brought to Martha Stewart when she joined that team. And I think that it just, it, it sparked some of the playful and creative side of that company. And I, and I love that. Like, I think that um, being, being creative doesn't have to just be one thing. And I think that she brought that out in that company. And I, I, I would love to, I think I would love to just have, have lunch or dinner with her and just have fun decorating and planning a party. I think it would be, I think it'd be great. I think it'd be a, a wonderful collaboration, but I'm pretty open to, um, to collabs. I love doing things with creative people and, um, yeah. So, but I, I would Darcy, Darcy is a good one. Yeah. She mm-hmm. is. I love following her on Instagram too. I feel like she always does the coolest thing, even with just like paper. <laughs> you know, she's such a neat, neat, create, has such a cre- creative mind. I love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so since this is the preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does preppy mean to you? So how would you describe preppy? <laughs> That's a cute question. Um, I think of preppy as, as a, sort of a culmination of the best of the sunny, cheerful, happy, bright Southern charm and the um, New England prep sort of almost um, uniform look. It's like they married each other and then yes. became this really great aesthetic. And I, I just love it. I think it feels like you know, it, it is what it, it is. It is what happened. I mean, if you think about it, they, the people who lived in New England traveled, went on trips to the South and they brought back some of that culture and then just married the two to create this really, really fun and cool and kind of evergreen vibe of, you know, it's like everlasting. You, it doesn't go out of, it doesn't go out of style because you can just always make small tweaks to keep it fresh, but yeah, it, it's very, um, it's very lasting. And so I just think it's a great combination between the North and the South that came together and just really, I don't know, it just, it just has, it has lived on and I love it. I love that answer. It's like a a collab between the North and the South. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. Um, What's one tip you have for making a party stand out? Mm. I only have to give one. (laughs) Hard, but I just think that making it feel comfortable and welcoming is is your best thing. And I and I I think that if you do if you surprise people by I think when people come over and they're coming to a party or something and they're maybe expecting to be a little formal or uncomfortable or something. I think if you have something lighthearted, uh, fun, whimsical, anything like that, something that's charming, anything that sort of takes them by surprise, I think it relaxes everyone and it makes you feel. Like, oh my gosh, it's so fun. Like I'm, you know, I feel, I feel welcome and I feel like you've treated us to such a fun night, but I also, you know, I'm going home with all good feelings that, you know, you didn't have to worry about which fork you used or whatever. Like it just, it adds a little bit of that, takes a little bit of the edge off if you add some whimsy and some playfulness to your, um, 
to the experience that they have when they come. Certainly. Now talking about the edge, um, what is one tip for staying stress-free when you're entertaining? Planning ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really all that that's all you can do to keep it stress-free is to, well, you could also have help. I think that's always yeah. great. Um, I live in a college town and I have these wonderful girls who always ask if they can come over and help with a party. And so I just keep them, you know, if they are available, I am, I love having them come and they do everything from helping me set up to helping me clean up and they interact with, you know, the people. And it's just, it's just been so nice to have them. They greet them at the door. Yeah. They'll have a, you know, I think one of the last one that's popping in my head right now is we had champagne and she handed the champagne out at the door and she loved it because she learned how to do it. Like she didn't really, she's like, I've never done that before. And it was fun. And, and it was hard for her because she didn't really want to have to be the greeter and she did great. And she uh-huh. was so proud of herself. So it's almost like they, they learn. Yeah. yeah. And they, um, and it helps me so much. And it's, you know, their parents are thrilled because they're making a little bit of side money and, yeah. you know, so I have, I just love, I like to have the college girls come over and help. I think they're really, they've been great. That's so smart. I love that idea because, yeah, they can learn some things. Like I feel like some traditions and um, even just entertaining kind of has died down with some generations, I feel like. They don't entertain like they used to. Um, So I think that's great that you're keeping it alive. And like you said, you're giving them a little extra cash. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, they are super sweet too, and they're helpful. They they really go above and beyond a lot of times, so it's great. So, what are some of your favorite accounts to follow on social media? Honestly, my favorite accounts to follow are my supper club members. I love following them and kind of learning more about them. And I know that you probably would like to hear more um, of like who, like the, maybe the larger accounts or the you know less because a lot of those are private accounts, but. Yeah. Um, I love, those are my favorites or I get to know them. And if they do have a public account, then that, you know, I love cheering them on. Um, but, you know, I, I really enjoy uh, Sarah Bray, Sarah mm-hmm. West. I like what, I like seeing what, what she's doing. Oh goodness. I have, there's so many. <laughs> there are a lot of good ones, especially right yeah. now. I feel like I'm always discovering a new one. Yeah. And I would hate to leave out someone, but I just really, I just enjoy the whole, the whole thing. You know, it's funny because I probably, I like to follow. Um, I don't really follow. I just I go into like the fashion world, and I'll look through and just see what they're doing. I really enjoy just going into a different genre because you know, as, as we all know, our feeds start looking at start looking just like what we like, and yeah. so um, and so since I don't um, post about fashion and all of that then I don't always get to see that. So I kind of like to jump on and look in different genres that that I'm not necessarily being shown by Instagram. So I do that a lot. I just yeah. try, And I don't really have to follow them all. I just enjoy going and typing in a, a different topic and looking around. I think mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, that discovery page on Instagram mm-hmm. is fun. Sometimes it shows you new things. Yeah. Uh, so what's next for you? Are there like any sneak peeks that you can tell us about or something you're working on next or a guest for the supper club, anything like that? Well, I, sh- I should definitely tell you that I, so one thing that I learned from my having my supper club is that some people really love just having the recipes and they're not at the point yet where they are necessarily entertaining a lot, but they're like moms or they are young, single um, 
males or females that really want to learn to cook and want to be able to have their friends over. And so I started doing a um, recipe club that is sort of, um, it's just, it's simply five recipes a week that I send out to help with meal planning. And it's three entrees. It's really four to five recipes. It's, it's three entrees aside. And then I often do a bonus, um, a bonus one. And it, it, so it ends up being about 12 recipes, um, 12 entrees a month. And that helps with being able to plan for meals. And you don't have to think about it. You don't have to scour the internet. You don't have to go <laughs> read about everybody's whole life story before you can find the recipe. Oh my gosh, that is my pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so you can just have them pop into your eat to your inbox and there you go. And then um it has been I just got that. I literally just started that one and um it has I haven't advertised it yet. I just have been getting it sort of um I like to get the kinks out a little bit before mm-hmm. I really advertise. And so um I'm about to advertise for that and kind of show what we're doing more, especially with school starting. It'll help be helpful for for parents who are trying to do all the things with school and getting kids fed. And I've noticed that people don't set the table a lot. I've taken, um, when I do polls on Instagram and ask, that's one thing that people say they don't really, they don't set the table very much. And, um, I've had people, they'll, they'll send me a message saying, you should, you should help us set the table. And so I'm thinking about doing that. Um, and I, just starting to figure out the best way to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up, um, hopefully, <laughs> if I can <laughs> work it all out. So I'm, I'm working on that. And, you know, people want me to, people really like my resources. And that's, it's, sometimes it takes, it takes a little while to figure out what people, when they say, oh, we want you to help us, it, you know, I have to ask more questions. Like, what exactly are you are you wanting and missing out on? And they're like, we just don't know where to buy it or where to get it. Or, you know, we don't have the time to shop for it or whatever. So, um, so that's kind of something I've been exploring and trying to see if that, if I can make that happen. And um, if so, then that could be coming up uh, really soon. So I'm just in the process of figuring it out, but yes. So I basically have the supper club and then the, um, the recipe, recipe club, which is called What's for Dinner. It's oh. the What's for Dinner Club. Um, and then this little offshoot of that to try to sort of make have three different options for people. If you want the full community, the full experience, then you can you can jump into the supper club and you know take classes and do all the fun stuff. Um, if you just need the recipes, you can do that. And if you would just really like to have um, things shipped right to your door, then I'm working on that. So awesome. That's- so exciting. Thank you. But I'm trying to keep it really simple on the on the um, table settings. Okay. Like not overly elaborate mm-hmm. because I think that's sort of um, what people feel less intimidated by sometimes. So, yeah. So we'll see. So my final question is, where can people find you? Let everyone know um, your website address, your social media handle, anything like that so that they can follow along, they can join the supper club or um, your what's for dinner club, all of that. Okay. My website is LydiaMenzies.com. And I do have an S on the end of my name, which everyone forgets. And so it also, it often messes up emails, especially, but, um, LydiaMenzies.com and that will take you to the supper club. And, um, 
soon to have the recipe club on there. If you want to be part of the recipe club and you don't see it on my site, you can DM me or email me from my site. You can DM me on Instagram. And on Instagram, I am Lydia Menzies Celebrates. And to make it even more confusing, I am the party wagon on Facebook because there are just some things you can't change. And I'm not able to change that name right now without having, um, I don't want to lose my page. And so Mm -hmm. um, it's better to leave it alone right now. And so I am the party wagon there and on Pinterest. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lydia. I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. connecting with you more and learning more about your business. I know we've met, you know, at the Southern Sea and stuff, but it was really fun to really dive deeper. Well, thank you. It's so nice to talk to you and I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.